Right now, I know that each and every one of you is in a challenging mental state. There is a virus, and that virus has many of you gravely concerned. But know this, by the old book, long before your time, your God has promised an end to mass eradication. Albeit tragic, some will die due to unfortunate genetic disposition. Others will fall at the hands of man. When this is all over, among you that are left standing, pray that your name does not appear in the book of judgment. Revenant One reporting. Science has demonstrated that, in order for your disciplinary actions to be successful or meaningful, you must reprimand the animal immediately following the unwanted behavior. Should you fail to seize that frame of opportunity, you've lost any hope of behavior modification. <laughs> Rubbing its nose in the cold urine in the middle of the living room carpet hours later only makes that animal avoid rubbing its nose in urine that most likely came from someone else since the animal accepts no responsibility for the mysterious cold urine in the middle of your living room carpet. Humans are the same. In fact, it takes them longer to forget that the waste is their own. In this frame of mind, your torment could be someone's hurtful actions towards you. If you do nothing, they'll forget why you hate them then use that hatred against you, claiming that you've changed, or you're the one at fault. When all along, their fuck-up caused this relationship heartache in the first, first place. place. They did this. She did this. relationship has gone sour, it is not at all unreasonable to leave. Even if the departure comes equipped with years of uncertainty and remorse equal to, by my calculations, the total time invested. When a marriage has gone sour, rapid departure becomes gray and distant. Hope fades fast. The mind is trampled and trapped within a cold, dark, underground, listless reformatory of damp, prisoner-worn, and uncomforting stone. The creature inside, trapped in whimpering confusion and defeat. The walls are not man-made, but the chilling dead hands of age-old rock encompassing the hollows of this hell. And forget it, help is out of reach and in a direction uncertain. The prison guard is relentless and offers no mind of solace, but is close and ever so crippling. The mind stirs in search of answers, answers to questions that cannot be prioritized. The agenda becomes muddied like the water through the fingers at the edge of a lake as the hands sift through the debris in search of something precious that's been lost. Depression-driven anxiety is the inescapable norm 
and is constant no matter what action is taken. Focus is achieved sporadically. Like an ill-equipped opportunist, patience is momentarily and desperately exercised, and a reach for any inkling of hope is attempted. There is no use. Any reach seems to push hope further and further away. Now that I've explained to you what hell is like, I will tell you more of my story. She is standing in the doorway of our office study. Conversation is moderately tolerable, and I'm trying to pay as much attention as she requires to convince her that I care at all about what she is saying. It's not always been this way, but it's this way now, and it won't ever get back to the days when things were internally peaceful. As she's talking, my mind begins to drift. I think about how much I detest hating. I think about Shakespeare's definition of hate as angry love. I think about how peaceful it is when she's not here and that if I terminate her quietly, the children in the neighboring room will remain asleep and I will turn myself in quietly prior to their awakening. You could run. Or would I run? Yes, I could run. I think of how far I could get doing something so spontaneous and without any sort of planning. Then I think about planning. I think about how planning would hold up in court. It would not. I regain focus on the conversation and on her and realize that I'm never really getting the full story anymore. For a brief moment, I feel that I love her. I love her innocent and apparent eyes, her skin, her face. I think about how much her parents love her and how she's managed to get others to love her, including her friends. No one knows her. No one truly knows her. No. No one has ever gotten this close. She is toxic, she is manipulative, and unforgivingly and inhumanely guilting. Everyone is happy to have her at a distance. But me? I have her so infinitesimally close. I've become enslaved by law and by heart. What she did to me is unacceptable by any terms, by any measure. I was a good person. I'm sorry, but I have to express that. You don't know me, but my story is of humble beginnings and of Christian right. I've always chosen to hurt myself internally and have always, to the best of my ability, avoided hurting others, never physically and rarely mentally. Is the Christian path the correct path? Does the beast before me deserve the same treatment as every other human in my past? Does God forgive the devil? The information runs deep into my mind and bleeds into my inner conscience. She's still talking, but only now she's addressing my apparent disinterest. I don't care. She's still She takes on her usual tone. The guilt engine fires up and the barrage begins, one after the other. I become nervous. Guilt does something to the human emotion that should be banned by human law. It begs the question, 
don't you want to be a better person? Don't you want to be good? I panic internally, then turn my body language inward. I feel as if I'm being scolded. In fact, if that is what I feel, then that must be what is happening to me. She's scolding me. But why does my mind let her get this far within? At what point in time did I give her this power? It has to stop. I begin my feeble defense. She doesn't back down. Things escalate, and this time she leaves. But as always, she leaves angry. She was angry. My mother always said, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. I guess this comes from the Bible. I used to believe in that. I used to stand on that in every relationship, and it worked. But this marriage, however, is gone. You had to let go. The wrath and guilt are day and night and unidirectional. She hates me, but it's for something that she has done. I guess this is her demon. And prior to moving forward, and though it doesn't help her position, it should not go without mentioning. That night, I drove myself to a hotel, locked myself in the bathroom, I turned off my cell phone, put the razor to my arm, closed my eyes, then I slid my wrists. As my blood pressure dropped and her demons poured out of me onto the floor, I drifted to sleep. And when I woke up, I saw God standing before me with a covenant written in stone just for me. Revenant 1, signing off.